Mark, the first chapter. And I just want to, I'm not going to read it all again. Let's just look at verse number 35 and verse 36. Verse 35 and verse 36. <clears throat> look what it says. It says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that that were with him followed after him. Don't miss it. He departed into a solitary place and there prayed. I want to talk to you all for a few moments from this subject matter, life in the deserted place. Life in the deserted place. I know we all rejoicing. Uh, we all talking about the faithfulness of God. We all are saved. I trust and pray. We all believe God. We all trust God. But what happens when we find life in the deserted place? When was the last time you said to yourself, I really want to go to a deserted place, <laughs> a dry, a barren, an empty, desolate, lonely place, a secluded place, a place without water, a place that is wild and risky, a place where anything might happen, a place where if you get lost, they might not find you. Well, my guess is that nobody wants to go to that place. And yet, if you think about it, we have all been there. And that is exactly where Jesus has gone in today's text. Our text declares that he got up early while it was still dark and left the security of the house to go to that deserted place, that wilderness place. You have to understand that this is not a state park kind of wilderness with a park headquarters, a free mat, a porta potty, a gift shop. Uh, it's not an Airbnb cabin in the woods kind of place. In fact, it's not an escape from the busyness and hassles of life. And it's not a weekend retreat in the beauty of nature kind of place. The last time Jesus was in this deserted place, he was driven there by the spirit. He was among the wild beasts. He was hungry. He was tempted by Satan. It seems like once would have been enough. Looked like he would have said, been there, done that. And yet throughout the gospel, we are told Jesus often went to the wild and deserted place. What do you make of that? Why, why, why 
Why did he go there? You would have to ask yourself the question, did he uh, go there to pray? Well, I understand that the text said that he prayed, but you know, why couldn't he pray in the house? You pray at home, don't you? I I pray at home. You'd have to ask, did he go to have some alone time? Well, maybe. But Mark says that it was so early in the morning, it was still dark. The others were probably still uh, asleep. You, you know, them folk that follow him, they love to they love to sleep. The fact of the matter is, he had been up late uh, at night ministering to the whole city that had flocked to the house where he was staying. Because you do know that everywhere Jesus went, something was was always happening. Jesus really couldn't go too many places without something happening. He couldn't go around the, the, the blind because he, 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 he would open up uh, their eyes. He couldn't go around the deaf because he would open their ears. He, 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 he did never attended funerals. Nowhere in the Bible will you ever see Jesus ever attended a funeral. Fact of the matter is he only attends resurrections. And so he had been up late that night and he had been ministering <clears throat> to the multitude that was around the house where he was staying. And I can only imagine that every muscle in his body must have ached, craving for rest. Yet rising up, the text says, a great while before day, he went out into a solitary place and there he prayed. You'd have to ask yourself, did he go to be with God? <clears throat> then you would have to say, but hadn't God already shown up and filled the house when Peter's mother-in-law was raised from the bed and, and the fever left her? Do we really think God can be found only in certain places? You know, God he is... Um, Everywhere, you all do know that, don't you? God is every uh, uh, where. It, you have to ask: Is God present uh, uh, more in the church house than in your house? Well, uh, the answer is no, because God is everywhere. David had to come to that realization one day, and David had to ask the question: Where can I go to get? out of the sight of the Lord. And then finally he came to the conclusion that the eyes of the Lord is in every place. In other words, God is everywhere. But you know today, my brothers and my sisters, I think God is telling us that uh, there is something else in this text today. There's something else. There's something else. Let's, let's, can we just dig a little bit deeper and can we discover uh, 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 what God is trying to really say to us? Because uh, I begin to wonder about some things. Here's what I wonder. Here's what I wonder. What if, just, just a possibility, what if the deserted place is not so much a place or location but an experience. Follow me, walk with me today. What if, what if, 
What if the deserted place is not a landscape outside us, but a landscape within us? Walk with me for a few minutes. What if we do not all go to the deserted place, but we all go through the deserted place? Because the fact of the matter is, most of us do not choose the deserted and wilderness places of life. We don't have to. You know why we don't have to? Because I'm a firm believer, they come to us. The fact of the matter is, you can be sitting in your plush home right now, but be in your deserted place. I don't know who I'm talking to. You can ride in your stylish car and yet be in your deserted place. You can be around family and be around friends and yet be in your deserted place. You can have all the money that you need. You can go buy whatever you feel like buying it, whenever you feel like buying it and yet be in your deserted place. Because I've discovered that deserted places come to us as losses, as grief, as sorrows, struggles and failures, breakups and breakdowns. It's the feeling of deep loneliness and despair. It's not knowing whether you'll get through the day or whether you even want to. We've heard the testimony of Dr. Howe. She was in a deserted place. Know that she loved God. Know that she's been faithful to God, but yet she found herself in a deserted place. I'm talking about my brothers and my sisters it is those times when meaning and purpose are in short supply. When we are forced to take a second look at ourselves and, and ask a better question or reconsider what really matters. Sometimes the deserted place is one of boredom and restlessness, feeling lost and confused, wondering, is this all there is to life? I didn't say you wasn't saved, but just maybe you find yourself today in your deserted place. The deserted place might be your marriage. It may be parenting. It may be your job. It's those times when we are overwhelmed and powerless. It's chaos, busyness, and fatigue that leave us feeling disconnected from ourselves, one another, and God. It is the circumstances that cause us to wonder who we really are and what our life is really about. The deserted places hold before us many life changes. 
We neither wanted nor did we ask for. The death of a loved one, a lost opportunity, a shattered dream. It's a place in which we face up to ourselves and the truth of our life. Things done and left undone. Who we are and who we are not. It's all those in-between places of life where there was and is no longer and what will never be. It is, in fact, standing on the threshold of the threshold and still don't know. Can I talk to y'all for a few minutes? <laughs> I don't know why Jesus left the house and went to the dark, deserted place. I don't know what happened to him or what he experienced that morning. But the fact that Jesus went to that place, it asks us a question. And that question is simply this. Are you and I willing to get up and go sit in our dark, deserted place? I'm going to say it again. Are we willing to get up and go sit in our dark and deserted place? There are a thousand different ways in which we experience the deserted place. And I wonder today, what is your deserted place? What part of your life is dry. What part of your life is barren? What part of your life is empty? What part of your life is desolate? What does that really feel like? I'm not talking to you all that done went to glory and come back and you've been glorified. But I want to talk to some folk here today for real. This is the real deal. I want to talk to these some folk who, because of this pandemic, because you cannot hug and you cannot kiss, because God made us for fellowship. God didn't just make us for fellowship with him. He made us also for fellowship with others. Why do you think he made woman? Because God saw that man was all alone. <laughs> he was in a garden. But yet he found himself in a deserted place. Let me, let, me, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. What does it feel like? What does it bring up in you? What wilderness has come upon you? And what are you thinking and doing about it? I want to know, are you meeting it? Or are you avoiding it? I need to help somebody. Avoiding it don't help. You have to meet it head on. I'm wondering, are you willing to get up, go sit in your dark, deserted place? Whether we go to the deserted place or it comes to us, it is never an easy place. But I think that it, my God, is always a place 
from which a message of life and good news can come to. Y'all follow me for a few minutes. It is from the dark, deserted place in our text today that Jesus will go to the neighboring towns so that he may proclaim the message and the good news there. Before that, in, the, in, the, in this chapter of Mark, Jesus emerged from the wilderness of wild beasts and temptation saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. He said, repent and believe the good news. And before that, in the third verse of this first chapter, John the Baptist was the voice of one. Notice where he was crying. He was crying in the wilderness, saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Before John, in the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah, we see Isaiah prophesying. He says, and the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. What is he crying? He's saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And then he gives a prophetic word. He gives an encouraging word that every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And then he says something in that fifth verse. He says, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And guess what? Before that desert wilderness experience, it was the path that the Israelites had to follow to the promised land. And so can I please let you know that new life arises from the deserted and empty places of life. I'm your no God can speak to you right where you are. The good news of Christ comes in the wilderness of life. Whatever, whatever you're going through something, the devil wants you to complain. He wants you to mumber. He wants you to grumble. He wants you to forget about how good God has been to you. He wants you to forget about hey, where the Lord has already brought you from and what God has already brought you through. But I stop back here to tell you, whatever your deserted place might be today, there's a message of life and there's a message of good news. Well, what's the good news, Pastor? Well, you need to know that in the wilderness of exile, 
God always speaks a message of coming home. In the wilderness of broken relationships, God always speaks a message of reconciliation. In the wilderness of self-criticism and self-hatred and self-destruction, God speaks a message of love. God let, God let us know that I love you with an everlasting love. I love you when you're up. I love you when you're down. I love you when you're encouraged. I love you when you're discouraged because nothing can separate me from loving you. And so when you feel like you're in the wilderness or the deserted place of self-criticism, self-hatred, and self-destruction, God has a message of love. In the wilderness of scarcity, God speaks a message of generosity and abundance. This pandemic has hit many people hard. And you may be living on meager fare. Oh, but God has a way for you. God has a message for you that he will supply every one of your needs according to his riches and glory. I got a word for you. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world in vain that dwelleth therein. In the wilderness of scarcity, God speaks a message of generosity and abundance. In the wilderness of sin, oh, God help me preach. In the wilderness of sin and guilt, I need somebody to know God speaks a message of mercy and forgiveness. He's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. Somebody ought to type in the chat, God, I thank you. That's all you got to put is, God, I thank you. Because if it wasn't for the mercies of God, if it wasn't for God's faithfulness, we would have been consumed a long time ago. But great is thy faithfulness, God. Hey, great is thy faithfulness unto me in the wilderness of loss and sorrow. God always speaks a message of healing. He speaks a message of joy. In the wilderness of death, God speaks a message of more life. Death is not it. I've lost many friends. During this pandemic, I've lost a few relatives during this pandemic. But like death ain't the end. How many of y'all know death is not the end? Paul said, for me to die, for, for, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. In the wilderness of death, God speaks a message of more life. And he said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Don't weep as those that have no hope. Hey, but experience the life that's in Jesus Christ. And so my question is to you today, what is the message you most need to hear from God today? What do you need God to say to you? What do you need God 
to speak into your spirit and into your life. Go to your deserted place and listen to the voice of God. Jesus got up before the sun rose and he went into a solitary place. Somebody said, well, preacher, pastor, I don't want to go back there. I want to forget it. Well, wouldn't life be nice if we could just forget it? (laughs) Somebody said, I want to forget it. And I want to just move on. But God says today, get up, go to your deserted place because I have a word that I need to speak to you. Stop talking. Ah, When you get to that place, keep your mouth closed and let God speak to you. And you know what God would tell you? Hallelujah. I'm just God's Western Union boy. Hallelujah. And I come to let you know what he would say to you. He would say to you what Dr. Laurie taught us on Tuesday night in Bible study. He would say to you, arise, get up, get up. My God is right here in this text today. My God. And somebody might say, my God, you might say, Pastor, I don't have enough strength to get up. You don't know what I'm going through. You can only imagine. Well, why don't you allow Jesus to do for you as he did in our text with Peter's mother-in-law? Why don't you let him take you by the hand and lift you up? No, you can't lift yourself up. But I got, I know somebody that can take you by your hand and he's able to lift you up. How many of y'all know he's a lifter? <laughs> I'm getting ready to close. How many of y'all know he's a lifter? Have you ever have to, had to lift you before? David said, let me help you, pastor. David said that he waited on the Lord and he waited on God patiently. And David said, he picked me up. In other words, he lifted me up out of the miry clay. I stop by here to let y'all know he's a lifter of our heads. Somebody need to dry your eyes. Take your glasses off. Dry your eyes and do like the psalmist said. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up the everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift your head up, oh ye gates. And even lift them up the everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. He's a lifter of your head. Your deserted place just might not be as empty and bearing, barren as you think. I'm going to say it again. It might not be as empty and barren as you think. 
Just look back over your shoulder. Hallelujah. Take a moment to just look back over your shoulder. And I guarantee you that you will discover that things are not as bad as they seem. Things can be much worse. <laughs> hey, but guess what? He woke you up this morning, blessed you with the activities of your limbs. You have eyes to see. It might not be 2020 vision, but you got eyes to see. You have ears to hear. You have a voice to talk. He gave us all a portion of health and strength. We got clothes on and we're in our right mind. That thing you just come through should have made you lose your mind. But while you was in your deserted place, you kept your mind stayed on the Lord. And the Lord promised I will keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on him, whenever you feel like you're in your deserted place, listen to God and look back over your shoulder because the Lord's been shown enough good to each and every one of us. My mother used to say he's shown enough good. The Lord's been merciful. Have I got a witness? Has the Lord been merciful to anybody? The Lord's been kind. Have I got a witness? Have the Lord been kind to anybody? The Lord is faithful. Have I got a witness? Have the Lord been faithful to anybody? The Lord's been a great provider. Do I have a witness that the Lord's been a provider? He's been our healer. Have I got a witness that the Lord's been a healer? He's been our bridge over trouble waters. He's been our door opener. He's been our way maker. My God, my God. He's been my friend. Hey, that's closer than any brother. And when I call and, and, and I try to call to talk to somebody and sometimes they're busy and, 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 and they have other things they have to do. But aren't you glad that when you call on him, his line is never busy. You don't get a recording that he's out of the office and he'll be right back. But he's an on-time God. The Lord's been good to us. I said, the Lord's been good to us. I said, the Lord's been good to us. Whereof we are glad. And so if you find yourself today in a deserted place, I want you to know nothing wrong with being there. Jesus went there. He didn't stay. Don't, 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 don't build a house there. Don't, don't pitch a tent there too long. But when you're in your deserted place, listen for God, because God speaks to us in our deserted places. And when you look at the latter part of St. Mark chapter one, and I'm finished, I just now feel like preaching, but I'm done. When you look at the latter part, of that chapter. It says, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, cast out devils. This is after he come out of the solitary place. He heals a man that was a leopard, that was unclean. You see the miracle here. That was after 
he had come from his solitary place. I got good news for somebody. God's going to bring you out. God's going to bring you through because he's a lifter of our heads. And when he brings you out and when he brings you through, whatever you do, wherever you go, don't forget to give God praise. And after you give God praise, don't forget to tell somebody else because you don't know who's in their deserted place. You don't know what people are going through right now. But the word here today is when you are in your deserted place, we've all been there. We've all done that. And guess what? We all going to have to experience it again. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be the bearer of a bad news. Keep on living. We all have a lot of deserted places that's going to either come to us or sometimes we travel to, to it unintentionally sometimes intentionally, but just remember, God has a word for you. Keep your spirit open. Keep your mind open. Keep your ears open. Keep your soul open so that while you are in your deserted place, God can 